Welcome, welcome back to another episode of the Secret Filmmaker Society podcast. I am your host, Joshua Tubbs, and I have a very special guest with me. This guy's creative, this guy's entrepreneur, this guy's a boss, this guy's a hustler, this guy's everything in between. He is currently the CEO of A Nerd's World. Chris, welcome to the podcast. Uh, hello, thank you for having me. No doubt, no doubt. So for the people that uh, don't know who you are, just let them know what you currently are doing because there's a lot of things you've done. So like, let's just see what currently you're doing. Uh, current founder, uh, I guess, an everyday worker at a nerd's world uh, where we build brands, websites, design, graphic design, that type of thing. All right. And just for context for you guys listening on the podcast, we are in a nerd's world. Which location is this? This is Spadina and Queen. Spadina and Queen location. It's beautiful. It's really, really, really cool. I like how you got the whole camera set up and everything. The screen's going. I'm painting a picture for you guys. So I hope you guys know. Um, so I have one question, like before we even start, being in like a 2018 digital world, what made you, because I know you have more than one location, what yep. made you get a physical location rather than being the nomad like how people are nowadays? You know what, uh, my background is retail and sales. Uh, one of my favorite parts of the job is actually communicating with clients, potential clients. So the whole thought of having a, a retail establishment where a client or a potential client can like feel comfortable just walking in off the street to whether it be ask a question or see at what point we're at in the process with, with their, their brand, uh, something about retail, it, it excites me. I don't, I don't know how to put it. It's almost like having a trophy on your wall. Uh, when you have a fancy office on the 21st floor and some building on it, that doesn't excite me. Uh, I believe like if you can stand behind your, your product and your service, you need a storefront and it becomes addicting. Once you have one, you want two, uh, and then three, and then, you know, a new store will open up. Like a, a, I have real estate agents that are like every day sending me, Chris, this should be a new store. And it, yeah, it's contagious. It's like Monopoly. Like you want to have one on every major street in Toronto. So when my competitors open a new location, I want to open two new locations. Nice. So that's sort of a long-winded answer as to why, why retail. Definitely, definitely. Okay. And I like that because you know what? I feel like a lot of people, when they jump into, like, it's because Right now, entrepreneurship is something that's become so prevalent, right? Like, what's your thoughts right now actually on that? Like, the whole state of entrepreneurship, like, the fact that it's, like, it's sexy, it's the thing to do, and you can, like, you're familiar with Gary Vee, right? Like, yeah. what he says, and people can just post it in their IG names and stuff. Yeah. So, like, what's your thought process on, like, the current state right now of it? Uh, it's tough. Like, it doesn't affect me any which way, but I think that you you have to be, you have to pass a certain point before you can use certain titles, Right. Like I'm, I'm, I watch people on Instagram that call themselves entrepreneurs, but they live in their mom's basement and they never made a sale. Does it affect me? Absolutely not. Um, but for me, it's like, you have to put in time, you have to prove yourself before using that type of title, mm -hmm. but really it's no different. You know what I mean? Like if you have a camera, people will call you a photographer. If you're taking a picture of yourself, a woman or a girl might consider herself a model. Uh, really, uh, the, the the categories or the categorization doesn't doesn't affect me at all. But I see it's a trend. Yeah. Where when I was younger, it wasn't a trend. Uh, to be honest with me, I, like I've been in business a long time. I can count on my hands how many real entrepreneurs I've met that like like in a personal level, uh, and it's very few, and and very few of them last. You know, have longevity in entrepreneurship. They quit or they just can't handle the pressure of it. Definitely. Uh, so we'll see those Instagram posters or YouTubers <laughs> that, that call themselves entrepreneurs. We'll see what happens see, in like a uh, when they start getting hungry and there's, and there's no food in their, in their fridge. True, true, true. And then the fact that you're saying you have that, that experience in order to, to give yourself those titles and whatnot, like your experience is like in depth, right? So let's go a little bit into that. Um, what, where did entrepreneurship start for you? Yeah, yeah, I really think it's been in me forever. I, I think the reason, I guess, if I were to think back, I was never good at school. I played sports and I actually did well in sports, but I didn't feel like I was one of the gifted. Um, you know, some people are born with a gift, whether it be your body is meant for certain sports, just physically, or you're, you're just talented at certain things. I felt like I always had to be the guy with the most heart. Uh, and the only way I made any team was because... I think people felt my passion uh, in school. I was, I hated school. Like I dreaded school. I mean, from like a young age. So I had to sort of make 
a, like I had to create a reason to come to school and that's where sort of entrepreneurship started. I mean like grade five, six, uh, the, like this is literally, I, I made myself an entrepreneur because it was the only reason I would go to school. So let me get to school, find something I like to do during the day. Um, so where other kids are studying and going to class, I'm like going through the hallway trying to sell things, but not just like, not, not just selling it for fun, like selling it for a profit. I had ledger books where I would write down like what, what I spent, uh, what I made, what my expenses oh, were you're throughout the day. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, because it, that's how you, what dictates profit, yeah. right? It, it's, it's your cost um, and then your sales. But I don't know. It's always been in me. I, I, I obviously I've gotten better. And so I, I, I think from a very young age, it's just, it's literally, it's been in me. The fact that like going from such a young age and like having the passion and like even sports, like you're saying that like you've had heart all the time that translates to you think into business. Now, like, is there things back in the day that you can think like, damn, like I know why that happened or I can use that to yeah. now. Uh, absolutely. Like there's, there's so many times, but I mean, I, I think sports teach you a certain, um, leadership role. Um, because once again, I never believed I was talented, uh, but I went to AAA hockey, which is, you know, at a, at an, at a point where most people don't get to, uh, I was on the Canadian Olympic team for wrestling. I was not that talented, but when I put my mind to it, there's no one that's going to beat me or I'm not like that. That's the heart that I think is important with entrepreneurship. Um, you know, a lot of these entrepreneurs that come in nowadays and, and try to start a new business have like family backing them and they have loans from the bank and investments from this. And like I started like grassroots. My parents wouldn't give me a penny. And the last thing I wanted to do is to hear them say, like, I, I told you so. So like the persistence of like, even when I'm failing and I can't pay my rent at home and I'm hungry, the, the heart in me, uh, you know, would continue forward because I can't fail. You know, my parents were never supportive in that manner where it's like, you know, mom, dad, can I borrow a hundred dollars? Cause I haven't eaten all week. I told you to get a job. Right. Um, so I think it, it was that it, it just keep walking forward. Um, you trip up a little bit, but I mean, continue walking forward. So those are traits that I, I sort of felt I had at a young age, because like, if you look at me, I'm not a, I'm not a book smart person. I haven't read a book, like literally a full book, probably in my life. I'm not like these educated people that say, oh, I love to read 30 books. I can't stand reading books and, and I get very bored very quickly. So I know what I'm good at and I know how I like to learn. I like to learn through actually doing something. Uh, and I love to accompany myself with somebody doing something. I can learn more from you than I can read from, from reading from book. 30 books. Yeah. yeah. And that, that fact of like doing something, like having the actual like physical, like actually being a practitioner yeah. of it. So like with web design or, or web development, like where does that play in your life? Like, is it something you've always done or? Yeah, so it's something I've always done. Um, I haven't, like I haven't built a website myself uh, in maybe 10 years. Um, but I mean, I study statistics. I know what works on a website. And I think going back to the entrepreneurship in me, I look at a website as if I were visiting the website to buy something. So, I mean, the, the product placement, where you put a certain item, the size of the button, the color of the button is, is then going to translate into the number of sales you get if the product or service that you're offering is good. Uh, I don't think most people understand it, but I mean, through I've been doing this like 18 years now. So studying statistics are absolutely everything. Um, and, and your website is no different than a retail store. Uh, you know, any retail store has, has a specialist that will walk in Walmart and say, if you put this product here and it's at a certain price point, people are going to buy it more often. You're going to make more sales, right? But with websites, when somebody hires a web developer, they just hire any web developer. The, the person has no knowledge of what's going to increase their sales. To be honest, it, it's scary that most people just feel like putting up a website is like, that's it. Like, let me just put up a website and hope for the best. Yeah. So I'm the kind of guy that has a team of developers that are very talented. Um, design wise, developers are not normally that good. They're good at building, but not good at like, why should this go there opposed to there? So I'm sort of like the, the mediator between client and I educate the client. I want to put this on your website here because it's going to increase your sales and et cetera. So, I mean, I look at building websites as building businesses opposed to bu building webs. Like everybody can build a website. Uh, I'm looking at building an online brand for my customers. Sometimes my clients listen. And to be honest, sometimes they don't. 
but that to me that's the fun part of the job true and, and clients is another thing i want to get into but um that whole process of like actually having um you kind of play like would you say almost like a creative director role as well yeah, within the business yeah so yeah. you play a creative director's role as well so how much of would you say is you are creative and how much would you say are you analytical because like if you love the statistics and things as well both both they, they right? both go hand in hand there's definitely times where um the analytics um i don't know how to put it like your brand is your brand you can't you can't make your website you know, fall out of the parallel lines of being your brand because of a certain statistic, right? So you always, to me, you always want to have a strong brand. That being said, there's always ways that you can better your website um, or your retail store just to increase sales or, or increase your call to action or the reason for having a website. Uh, so my job is is literally to sit into a website and make changes, saying I want to change this, this, this and this. And part of my job is also talking the clients into allowing me to do this on their website. So with the final products that are coming out, how much of it do you think is, uh, how much of you do you think is in it? Cause like, yeah. again, like even when I came in, I saw like you're like overseeing a bunch of websites. So how much of you goes Unfortunately, into that? I don't think enough. Yeah. It sounds arrogant, right? But because I've been built, so right now we build over a thousand sites a year. Nobody in my industry does a thousand sites a year, nobody. So we're, we're launching three websites every single day of the week. Uh, so meaning we're selling three websites every day of the week. So there's a lot of transactions. A smart person that comes in to us would say, I want to build a successful brand. I definitely want to be a part of the process and the build. But Chris, teach me on what I should do to be successful. The difference with me and, and a different development company, once again, is I've built successful websites. Yeah. Like myself, I've built successful websites, not just a site, a successful website. Um, now to answer your question, what percentage is me? A small percentage because, you know, in the day and age of Facebook and people using social media, uh, it's funny how like a light switch changes. And when you let the person that owns the website drive the car or like the design of the website, um, they start getting all kinds of crazy ideas. They're like we get calls on a Sunday, like we come back on Monday and listen to the voicemail and a CEO of a big company will say, well, I was talking to my daughter and she really thinks I need a polka dot background. <laughs> uh, and when I'll call back Monday, yeah. I'm so, oh, your daughter works in web. No, she has Facebook. She really knows. Yeah. So, I mean, it's so difficult to, to answer your question. Smart clients want information. Um, Clients that just want to get the job done and get a website up and running, they want to be in complete control. And at that point, we're okay with it. We're just doers. Um, but we talk about this internally all the time. Like we look at the wall. This is a very small oh, wow. number of logos that we've designed. But if we look at the wall, I can literally tell you the people, because all of these we built websites for too. But I can look and say that one, um, they came in very arrogant. It was their first business. They didn't want to listen to any of my advice. Guess what? I Googled them. They're, they're no longer. Oh, but this other company, they were all like, even when we were finished the project, they were calling saying, Chris, do you have any advice on what I can do to better my, my business? Guess what? They're succeeding. They're making sales. Um, that was, I went completely off track, but, um, I guess it depends on the project, the size of the project, but behind the scenes, I'm involved in literally every single project that goes out the door. I, I'm a part of it from start to finish, reviewing it, making changes, et cetera. Definitely. And, and the fact that you said it, like, again, a lot of people listening right now, like they're filmmakers, they're video people. And, but I, it, there's so much parallels within this world. Like it's all creative, the creative industries. Um, and the fact that you, the, what you just said with the whole, like you can be a doer where you're just doing what the client wants, but it's like that value. If the client takes what you're saying, that value they get in actually like, just taking heed from the professional and like, Hey, you're the professional. But I mean, I'm you as glad. a professional yeah. and this took me a, a couple of years to realize you don't, we're human, right? So Definitely. we bring this, the whole thought of, um, I don't know. We don't want to create a, a finished product that we're not happy with. Um, because we're artists, right? If we were shooting a video or taking a photo or building a website, we want to be proud of our work. Exactly. Um, but what you, what you will realize is, the negativity of trying to convince somebody into something that they're not interested in listening. So I have sort of like a one strike rule. Like I'll recommend something to you once. Okay. If you say, uh, Chris, I don't like that idea or I'm not really interested. That's it. 
I'll smile and nod for the rest of this website. I'll be straightforward. I'll build whatever you want to build. We're going to be the doers. You take control and we'll make it happen. Because when it wasn't that way, and every time I had an idea, if I keep getting shut down, that negativity actually is like on my back. It's weighing on me. The day is going by and my mind is thinking, like, why can I not talk this person into building a nicer website? Um, so after a couple of years, it's like smile and nod. I keep the relationship better. Um, and, and I actually keep them as a client for a longer time because I'm not going to, I'm not going to contradict what your thoughts are. If you want it, I'm going to build it. True. And like that, that process of like understanding the client or like, how long did it take you to like get to that point? Yeah. You know what? I don't think there's a shorter way to do it, but for two years, uh, and, and to be honest, like last Friday, I still went home and I'm scratching my head thinking, why won't they listen to me? Yeah. <laughs> They've never done this before, yeah, but yeah. they won't listen to me. Um, so it, it's difficult, but I, I'm, I've definitely learned to leave work at work um, when it's that kind of situation. Cool. All right, you guys listen to that. Make sure you keep that in. The one strike rule, Chris's rule, <laughs> you guys definitely can use that. So like one thing I wanted to know too was like, what is your what was your idea of success? Because I see like what motivates you from back in the day that I was like, you're saying the parents are just doing it on your own. But what was your idea of success, I'd say earlier on versus what's your idea of success now? Or has that even changed? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, when you're younger, your, your success is what kind of car you have, what kind of house you have, how much money you have in your bank, that's success. Um, I'm old now, like I'm old. I've been doing this a long time. So uh, my, my level of success right now is, is being happy, like just straightforward. Um, I don't know. I don't, it's, it's tough. I get asked this question all the time. Yeah. I guess to answer directly, I feel at this point over the last year, I've become successful like I've always made money, but now it's like, it's a lot better than I ever thought it could be consistently. Like you can start a job and start a business and at certain points make money. Yeah. But the we're roller coaster effect. Right. About we're we're yeah. at the point now that it's not that we don't have any salespeople. The phone is just ringing all day, uh, which is exciting for me. So that's what I, for myself, uh, feel is success. Yeah. No, no, I, I love that. The thing is like, okay, so a lot of people listening, they're probably trying to start their business. They're trying, maybe they're in the beginning parts, like you said, like maybe they're in the up and down phases of it. How long do you, well, what advice can you give to them for, I guess, getting a steady stream? Is that just consistency or is that like sales taxes? Like, what would you think that yeah, would both. be? Both. Absolutely both. Yeah. Uh, I think the biggest mistake in any industry is if you're not, you got to be honest with yourself. You got to look at yourself in the mirror and, and see, these are what I'm good at. These are my strengths. These are my weaknesses. And rather than avoid your weaknesses, it's something that you do not feel that you can get better upon or you don't want to find other people to sort of accompany yourself with that have that talent that you don't have that you can utilize. Right. So I knew I can design a website. I can point to somebody and say, do this, this, and this, but to make my business scalable at the point where I wanted to reach success, I knew I could not be the designer, the builder, the promoter, the salesperson. So I hired people that could do it. Now with, with the industry of video, for example, that does not mean to give up a part of your company. It doesn't mean to get a partner. It means to have, you know, three to five talented people that shoot something completely different than you that have that gift that in a certain circumstances, when a client reach out, reach out, uh, reaches out to you or you reach out to them, uh, you can sell them on like, do you like this style or do you like this style? And, and when you have more options on the menu, that's when you can start getting bigger. And uh, sales is huge. Like sales to me is absolutely everything. Because if you can't sell, um, it's going to be tough to be in business. So if, if you're not good at sales and you don't want to get better at sales, find a salesperson that's going to do the work for you. Um, that I guess that's my advice. Yeah. And that's the one thing too, because again, I think a lot of people, any, any creative industry, I feel like the one struggle a lot of people have is trying to scale a business because they feel like, again, it's like, oh, I do this, I do that. People want it for my work. So it's like, how do you cultivate and find that talent? Like, how did you, how did you build your team? Yeah, it's tough. It takes time. Yeah. Cause mm -hmm. we're still building the team today. Okay. Um, it, it, there's still roller coasters where people, you know, they're, they're motivated for the first three months Yeah. and then they're completely unmotivated. And that's when you have to get rid of them. Like they become cancerous. You have to give them a chance, but if not, so we're always searching. Like we have signs in the front of our three stores saying now hiring 365 days a year. Cause oh, it's if, always there. if somebody's talented and, 
and walks in off the street, we're making a position for you. It doesn't matter if we currently have one or not. But I mean, there's no quick way to build your team. Definitely. Um, I think the difference, like in the creative industry, the biggest problem I see in making a business is you're probably passionate about what you do. Overly passionate. Like if you're into video and photography, it, it's probably more than just a job. You really care. And, and it's weird that to, to make a successful business, I think it has to go past the passion point to a business point. You got to start making decisions based on profits and sales opposed to, uh, like I know photographers that say, I don't want to shoot weddings because I hate weddings. Well, hire somebody that likes weddings or shoot weddings because you need to make a profit. If there's a market for it, you have to do it. In my eyes, you know, saying that you're profit driven sounds like it's a greedy thing in business, but it's not. I have a family I have to provide for. I'm not going to like every project I take on 100% guaranteed. I'm not going to say no to anyone. You know, other web development companies, because we, we talk, they'll be like, Chris, if a project comes in and it's not exciting, I'm going to tell them to go elsewhere. I'm, I'm not. Anybody's allowed to come here. And that's part of having a retail come in. I will build a dog shit website. It doesn't matter what it is. I'll take it on as a personal challenge and try to find the best way to make it work. No matter if I like your product or service, it's not important to me. I like that. Cause I think that's the thing. A lot of people, a lot of creators in general yeah. have a problem with. They want to just work on like what, Oh, I'm not into this. So yeah. nah, I'm not going to touch it. I don't want to deal with it. And that thought process of like, have it. And again, it's not like capitalism when it comes to like, just thinking about the profits. It's like, if you're running a business, it's a business. Your goal is to make money. Exactly. And that's the way you stay above water or way above water. That's the way you breathe. Right. So that, that being said, I even want to get into one thing is how far ahead do you plan with the business? Like, are you thinking just about next week, next two weeks, or is it like five years, 10 years? No, like, like one day, one day, like one day. <laughs> we're, like we're so busy. Um, I've never been a pre-planner. The reason being is like, I think you set yourself up for disappointment. So my goal, like when I opened the first store was to have a few stores within a couple of years, but no, no dates in mind, no like plan in action. Like I have to take step one and two and three before I go to four. Yeah. Uh, because I sort of, for me, it's like losing weight. I'll set a goal. Like I'm going to lose 20 pounds in the next 30 days. But when I don't do that, then you won't find me at the gym anymore. Cause I didn't reach my goal. So I stopped with goals. My goal is, is, is to please every single customer every day. Like that's my goal. Uh, and to treat people with honesty and, and that's it. That's like, literally that's my goal. Uh, and, and if you look at our sales over the years and, and obviously the longer you've been in business, um, the more trustworthy you become, Definitely. Uh, the bigger your portfolio, the more trustworthy you become. Um, so, I mean, we're continuing, like our sales are going up dramatically every year, even though we're doing the same things every day. It's just, we're doing the same good things Every all the time. Day. So yep. being consistent and being good at the whole time. Um, one thing I wanted to touch on as well was, um, okay, we'll talk about this now. I want to know what the biggest lesson you think you have learned uh, during your whole years of entrepreneurship. Like the one biggest takeaway that like someone could be like, damn. Yeah, it's going to take time. Yeah. I think that's everyone's goal. Is, like I talk to friends right now that, that have jobs that they're not happy and they look at me and they're like, you, Chris, you're so lucky, you know, last year I, I visited 53 countries, right? A big house, cars, they'll look at me and you're so lucky, Chris. And I'm like, imagine this, you start following your dream right now. And in 20 years, you see this happiness. So, I mean, that to me, uh, it, it never stopped me or it always kept me motivated knowing that one day, I always knew one day if I continue on, uh, it's going to happen. But that's the biggest, and it's tough for me to sell somebody on becoming an entrepreneur if I tell them it's going to take 20 years. Definitely. To do so. And it doesn't mean it's going to take 20 years. It could take five years. It could take 30 years. Uh, but that's how long it, it, it took me. And I mean, consistently, I work every single day. Uh, let's say, you know, uh, I shot a video last week where the camera just last week, last month, camera followed me around for one day. And I think we did like $78,000 in sales. In oh, one day. Nice. So like other people would be like, I'm taking the next day off. Yeah. And I'm more hungry to get back to work the next day because I, now I got a goal that I have to try to achieve that day. So it's just about being persistent, I think. Okay. And on the personal tip now, travel. I can see like from your videos I've watched on YouTube, you do a lot, a lot of traveling, a lot of solo traveling. Like where, when is that coming to play? Like, yes. why do you, yeah. whenever I have a little bit of spare time, I don't plan anything. So like literally I'll be watching a, 
a documentary on on anything on YouTube and uh, Egypt popped up and I looked online and like six hours later, that was my last trip. Six hours later, I'm on a flight to Egypt. Really? So I don't pre-plan. My wife is wonderful. I go to some places that um, I don't want to bring my wife and kids at their age. They're not going to enjoy it. Um, so I'm sort of, I'm just, my goal in life was to see every country in the world. And I know I'm never going to have time to do it. So I have to make time now and then to do it. But there's not really a, a plan it's just At like all. it's just off of will. Just go. <laughs> yeah, go. Okay. No, there's I, no there's no dates on a calendar that says Chris is gonna yeah, go on vacation from here, here to here. It's just just go. And how's that work with like the team here? Like you know, what, like one of the managers here has been with me, I think, sixteen years. Oh wow, okay. Uh, the other one's my brother in law. Oh, nice. Uh, my mom comes in one day a week to help me with accounting. So I mean I have a trustworthy bunch. You know, my whole management team, the ladies have been here three years. So I mean I trust everybody. And, and now you can jump on the phone. I can still review a website from Egypt in real time and say, well, do this, this, and this, right? So even when I'm away, I'm not shutting myself. I'm still two to three hours every day working no matter where I am. Um, so I'm still part of the process. But part of growing as an entrepreneur is having trust in your team. You need it. Otherwise, you go crazy. Because I'm like anyone else. I need a break now and then. So that's my little getaway. Nice. Because like, with having a team, like how long do you think you've done it? Like so, like do you think you've always had a team, or just times where you were solo doing your things like back in the day? Yeah, well, the team's definitely building. Um, it, as as the one common denominator is me, because I'm always the one there, um, and I'm here. Like I'm at the physical three locations even today. I try to show face at at least two shops every day. Like that's just my just pop in, motivate the team, so they know I'm I'm here. Um, that's just that's my take on entrepreneurship. Nice. And then the photography part, because you're a photographer as well. Um, how, like, when did that start? How that like, I think it's always play? like, I've always, my passion always has been photography, but at a, at, at, I pulled myself away from it completely and kept photography as my passion. And even though we offer it as a service, I don't do it. Uh, it doesn't make sense for me to do it. So I have a full, full-time photographer uh, that works with us five days a week. So, uh, you know, I determined once again, I want to keep it as a passion. The moment I start making it a job, I lost my passion. I started shooting weddings and I hate weddings. I don't want to attend a wedding and I don't want to shoot a wedding. So <laughs> I kind I'm, of feel the same way. Once I started that. doing yeah. it, I'm like, this is not for me. Yeah. Doesn't mean we're not going to do it. Just means I'm not going to do it. And I found somebody that's, that's now doing it. So we, we, even now today we still shoot weddings. Yeah. To know. Perfect. Okay, cool. So you're really big on making sure like business is business, passion is a passion, like, but like, but like you can be passionate about about your business. Mm -hmm. Yes. But I mean, like as a hobby, I don't like the two mixing mixing together. Makes sense. Yeah. Cause I think one thing, like you said, like a lot of creative, like entrepreneurs, a lot of creatives in general, they're so in love with what they do that that's where they get like screwed up. Like there'll be a lot of people like I'll get uh, posts and like people leaving comments saying like, you know, someone reach out to them and ask them, hey, can you shoot this? And then the person has no budget. And then it's like, no, but then they like the project. So they're like, uh, and they still do it. Because like, if they were doing something they hated, they would not still go and do it. How do you think people can kind of train their minds to kind it's of It's tough because back? in the beginning, you have to do those jobs, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You have to. Yeah. Like when we built a web- website, I don't know, four years ago, the official Wu-Tang Clan website, we did it 100% free. Yeah. Wu-Tang Clan said they want a website. They didn't even ask for free. We're like, free. We want that on our portfolio. It's something we're going to make a profit from 10 times over That's just it, by yeah. telling other people we did it. Makes sense. But, our, you know, our, there's charities that reach out to us every day. Hey, I'm a non-for-profit. Will you do something for free? No. Yeah. We're a business. You don't work for free. We don't work for free. So, I mean, there are times that we pick and choose and do the odd item for free if it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, down the road. But I mean, starting out new, you have to build a portfolio. So that definitely means you're doing discounted stuff or free stuff. Yeah. But there is definitely a point where you cannot be doing that. Exactly. Uh, you're devaluing the quality of your work, period. So, I mean, even when you're like, I just, it's funny. I have a check in my pocket. Yeah. My high school teacher came to us today yeah. and said, I want a website. Oh yeah. What's the discount? I'm like, sir. There's no discount, right? <laughs> because I, if I start giving discounts, it's yeah. devaluing the quality of the work. Yeah. And if I give a discount, it means I have to tell my developer, well, you normally have this much time to do yeah, it, but, but right. I'm taking away the hours. Yeah. So it, it doesn't make sense. So I, 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 I more so preach on the value of built. Let's build this properly. Yeah. An extra $500 discount is going to make no difference for you now or for the next five years of your business. Don't worry about $500. I have to charge you full price 
or have to lessen the quality of your website. So to answer the question with, with newcomers, you absolutely have to do free stuff. And I would, I would pick and choose because you want to build a, a, divi- a, a diverse portfolio that you can then use to sell to other people. So, I mean, if you're trying to get in video, you absolutely want to go to the most trendy restaurant uh, in your city and say, I want to shoot a free promo video because it's going to look good on your portfolio, having their logo. The person looking at your portfolio doesn't know they got it for exactly. free. They yeah, see the they portfolio, they see the logo and it works. Okay, that's checked off my list. Now I want to go to a nightclub because I want to have one of them on my list. Now I want to go to a celebrity. Now I want to go to a government establishment because I want to have a government logo on my website. So pick and choose who you're going to go yeah. for free stuff, but you're going to make sure that you're going to make a profit in, in the long run. So for like all the people listening and try thinking about like marketing their business, how would they, what's it? Cause you've done like so many different things to market your business. Like, yeah. actually just to let them know, like where are some things that you well, done? I, Cause I'm a street hustler. Like my, yeah. my, my blood is hustling. Yeah. So like when times are tough, I'll go print. And when I say times are tough, I mean like every day of the week. Yeah. It, like the inside joke here is like, if somebody asks for a raise, it sounds horrible. I'll say, my kids are hungry. Chris, you make so much money. And my, my whole thought is it doesn't matter how much money you make as a business. There's always businesses bigger than you. So, I mean, everything from like printing flyers, door knockers, pull tabs, stickers, you know, content creation, doing this type of thing. This is wonderful. Yeah. Um, and, and at the beginning, people are not going to be approaching you. So you have to approach them. You have to do the opposite. Uh, but what, what's really done well for us is SEO. SEO is, is, you know, three words that nobody really understands the importance of. Yeah. But I mean, like, for example, let's pretend you're from Chicago and, and you're a video shooter, producer, yeah. editor, uh, director, and you want to be found. Yes, you can go give your business card to as many people as possible. You can probably get a decent number of cards out there. Yeah. Uh, or you can create content to make yourself an authority online. Now when somebody in Chicago Googles best video, whatever, the, the editor, and you're first on Google, your phone's ringing, right? So there are different methods in generating you know, hype about your company. But SEO to me is a long-term. If I showed you the stats right now, we get over 200,000 people to our website a month which is ridiculous. We sell websites, yeah, right? But I mean, the idea is because continually putting out content. Uh, and so if you were to Google right now, logo design, just put logo design anywhere in Canada, we're number one. If you type in Toronto logo, we're number one. And these are not just words. These are words that bring us in thousands and thousands of dollars on a weekly basis because we found what keywords work in our industry, which ones are going to generate the most traffic. And then we created content based around those keywords. So any, any small business right now, and and there's some people that say, well, I don't want to learn about SEO, then be broke, right? I've, I've been studying SEO at least 18 years. I knew this is something for the long haul. And it's funny because right now the industry is still young. I'm not telling people to hire an SEO expert telling people to learn it themselves um, because that should be part of your day. If you're a filmmaker, filmmaking is wonderful, but in the beginning, you're the filmmaker, you're the accountant, you're the promoter, you're the answer of emails, you're everything. So you need to make a portion of your day to be part of SEO. So you're, you're generating that traffic organic. Organic means nobody's ever heard of you. Mm -hmm. They haven't seen your video before. They're looking for your service and they find you because they go to Google and type in a keyword that you want to rank for. Yeah. So that to me, like that's the, the biggest take home over all these years is that's been the single most important thing SEO for our sales period. Yeah. Yes. Nice. So like SEO, is it something that's very, it's dynamic, it's always changing and it's something you got to kind of Yes and no, but on? the basics are always remain the same. Okay. So Produce content yeah. based on certain keywords. So Google is wonderful because they allow you the key to the treasure. Yeah. Like there's software that allows you. Um, so if you want to know how many type of people type in videographer Toronto, Google gives you that number. So they allow you to log into your keyword planner and it will say, oh, in Toronto, that searched 1,200 times. You say 1,200. If 1,200 extra people reach out to you on a monthly basis asking you for a price quote, what percentage are you going to close? So you want to create content on Toronto Videographer. So what does that mean? It means shooting a video on it. It means putting text together on a page, talking about why you're the best option for video. And what happens is once you start ranking for these keywords, you don't need a salesperson right? People are going to pick up the phone. They're going to be calling you. They're going to be emailing you. So that's been sort of the key, the key to success and keeping clients happy. Yes. Right. So if you do a job, you keep them happy over the top happy. It's crazy. Cause like, I think in this day and age, like we become robotic online, even emails. When I reply to an email to a client, it's not like, 
here's a link for you to review. My review, like, and it's not copy paste, it's always authentic. Yeah. It, like, John, uh, hi, John, I just wanted to say, I hope you're having a wonderful day. Um, here is a link for you to review. Please keep in mind, I'm open to any revisions that you might have. My team and myself, we're so excited to have the opportunity to work on your project. We know you're passionate about it. And believe me, you have no stronger team of nerds on your side. If you ever have a question, whether it be now or when we finish this project, I'm always there for you. So it's that, it's that human touch adding that it's, into it. I think it. it's human yeah. touch because then now people look and say, oh, Chris is not a salesman. He's not a car salesman. He actually cares about the, and I do care. For me to succeed this long in business, I have to care. I don't want to be walking down the street and run into a client that is angry at me. Their business is a failure and they're looking at me. So I have to be able to, like, I have to be proud of the work that I put out. Uh, and I think that's the difference. A lot of people are looking for like a quick buck, even in web development. Let me see how much money I can get from them oh, this is going to cost this much, but let me charge them more. That money grab, it doesn't last. Your business won't last. Because mm, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Forever. Yeah. Like, for, like who sets up a, a, a business or a storefront planning to close in two years? I want, and I want to be here forever, right? Makes perfect sense. No, I love that. I definitely love that. So one thing actually about the websites now, because like with social media, like Instagram, Facebook, all those things, how important, because I think a lot of people now, they're so reliant. And this is even like what I think is people are so reliant on Instagram, Facebook, that, but they're kind of at the mercy of those platforms because if those platforms decide to, hey, we're gone tomorrow, your 1 million followers are gone. Your how many subscribers are gone. How important do you think it is to keep that home base, having a website and like funneling things kind of everyone to you? Yeah. You know, a good business to open today would be some kind of social media influencer management like a real management because that following could translate into actual money, right? If they have a home-based website and like you say, like what they should be doing if they're smart is like literally gaining a list. You want an email list of every one of your users. You want a, a short, you know, questionnaire as to like, you want to feed them this slowly. You don't want to ask them all at the same time. Yeah. But like, imagine you had a million subscribers and imagine with one email you can ask Hey, subscribers, I appreciate everything you're following me. I have three short questions from you. Would you like me to release a t-shirt, a mug, this? Would you be interested in seeing me in appearance? What do you feel I'm missing? Or what service or product can I offer you? And imagine you can send this to a million people. Imagine like one-tenth of them responded. Like that information that they're giving you is so vital in building a business, right? Like if, if 10,000 people say they want a mug, guess what? Put out a damn mug for $10 and you're making $100,000, right? Fast. So, I mean, Instagram is a wonderful way to sort of start. It's like the initial handshake yeah. with your fan base. But why not utilize that and make it an actual business? And that's where the website comes in. Have a call to action. Have a reason for having social media, but direct them in the manner that you, okay, direct. Go to my website. Go to my website. Go to my website. Now, sell them on something. Give them something a little different on the website that's not on Instagram. So there's new content. It's not just repetitive, but also sell them or use them. Ask, not use them, but I mean, yeah. ask them what, what they would like to see. Definitely, definitely. Oh, man. These are, you guys, you better be writing this down. You better have a notepad, <laughs> pen, paper, all that jazz. Make sure you're writing all this down. So, so one thing I want to talk about as well is um, on the side of clients, you already said like you care and all that and everything like that. Um, one thing for like, I guess, anyone getting into business. Um, so you're pretty much saying don't try to sell someone that's not sellable pretty much. Right. Like you're saying like when you had clients that don't necessarily want to take heat or take advice, it's like, okay, cool. You have the Chris's, what's it called again? The, we'll call it the one, the one, the, the one attempt the or one the one strike. Rule. Yeah. The one strike rule. That's <laughs> what it is. So how would someone deal with that? Like, I guess anyone coming up, anyone that's been in business for a while or someone, you know, I think the best person that's probably listening to this right now is a person that's been in business for a while, but they're really up and down. They just don't know how to get that consistency. So it's like with those clients, should they focus, where should they put their energy into? Yeah. For, much uh, for me, I think just putting a procedure together. So like horrible example, but an example, if I go to Italy and eat McDonald's, it's going to taste the same as Toronto McDonald's. They have a procedure or a recipe in play. Uh, literally, I wrote it down years ago. I'm like, this is what I'm going to do in these circumstances. So that's where my mind of, and I never stray left or right. It doesn't matter on the person. So I think each person has their own 
set of rules. Um, and, and there's not, there's not really a one answer because it really depends on the customer. Yeah. Uh, Cause I'm telling you one strike, but there's absolutely customers that if I feel bad about something and like, I really feel uncomfortable doing something, yeah. I'll bring them aside. I'll give them a call. I'll ask to meet in person. Cause I truly want them to look at me and say, what you're asking for just doesn't make sense. It's tough because once again, you want to keep your client happy. Uh, I think every person has to find that sweet spot where they're happy with the outcome. They're keeping the client happy and they're keeping their sanity because mm. the sanity, believe me, you want to unmotivate somebody, keep finishing products or projects that you don't like. Yeah. You're not going to want to do this job every all, day, right? Exactly. So, I mean, you got to find that spot specific to yourself. 100%. Uh, one thing about the, the human touch part of it, like how much do you think, do you actually talk to your clients uh, in person, on the phone? Like, because I think, like you said, everything's email, everyone's doing anything online. And I feel like a lot of kids, especially like a lot of the millennials coming up right now listening to this probably as well, they're they don't really know that world of like actually being outside and then thing like I'm at least at the age where I've been outside and it's like things so I know the online, but I feel like a lot of these younger generation doesn't know the, I guess really just how to be with people in person as well. Um, so how much of like the, like the human touch or like the actual physical aspect do you use like with, I guess even cold calling sales calls or just with clients in general, like do you just meet with them once and that's it or? Yeah, it depends on the client, but yeah. I love it. I love to meet with somebody. I can feed off your energy. There was a gentleman sitting here yesterday. We, we do, I do about three to five meetings every day. Um, and it's funny because yesterday I had a memorable experience. I met somebody right there and he was like smile ear to ear. He's like, this is my first website. This is going to be my dream come true. And I feed off that passion. I'm a strong believer in like aura. I can tell if you're a good person most of the time. And I'm not just talking about a good person. Like if you're excited for new ideas and you're really happy about this website, I feed off of it a lot. And when the gentleman left, I looked around the room cause it's full of nerds and they all, they all, I'm like, we're going to work extra hard on this guy's project. And every one of them could feed off of it. So when you meet somebody live and in person, I think it's so important in initiating a new relationship. I think it's, it, it, it depends on, like, cause we have a home base. So people are coming to us. We're not taking the time, which would take a lot of time. If we had to travel to each client, we have our base. So why not use that as an opportunity or like a home base to meet the client? Uh, we, we have a, a sign on the door that says walk-ins welcome, uh, clients. There's no, you're not allowed to have one consultation. It's like you as often as you want. If you come too often, we might say yeah, that you're yeah, coming home too often. But, but I mean, the last thing we want to do is like, oh, you only have two attempts to talk mm. to the nerds. That that's not too friendly. Yeah. So our doors are always open. Nice, nice. Okay, with that, with the uh, your YouTube page, um, you're constantly giving mad advice on that. Um, it's grown a lot lately. So with that, like, how are you staying on top of like filming all the time? Because one thing is like a lot of people like that are creating videos. It's hard like to get up, get in front of the camera. Like it's, it's, it's actually like work as well. So like, how are you staying consistent? How are you keep pumping all this content out that you're doing? You know what? It, it is work. I don't think people realize it's work. Um, my following is never going to be big. It's like I'm, what I'm preaching is not for everyone. Uh, I get that. But I, I get these messages once a week, you know, long private message or an email where somebody in another far country is like, Chris, I've been watching you for two years and you've changed my life. And like, that's all I need to. So when I'm tired and it's exhausted and I've had a long day, like literally that's all I have to think about. And I don't like to overthink. I just like to do it. I know I have to do it. Like I have to shower every day. I have to. Do, so, I mean, it's just like that. It's part of and I try to make it as easy as possible. So like here at, at this store, I leave a camera set up with Mike so that at any point during the day, if I have the time, I'm ready at home. I have it sitting on the tripod. So I try to make it literally as like plug and play, hit record and, ju and just and shoot just it. I, I have no real plans of what I'm going to shoot. I'll be like eating dinner and say, okay, today I'll do this. Uh, I think when I overthink it, which I used to do, yeah, it would like it would drive me crazy. Cause like all day I'm trying to think like, what's the perfect video going to be? Yeah. But there's no perfection. It's just like, just continually shoot it. And hopefully it helps one person. Like my goal is not to get subscribers. Yeah. I think everybody wants that recognition of like, Hey, people like what I'm saying, but really like, it doesn't, 
I don't make sales through YouTube. Yeah. It it's really to like help people, yeah. help that person. If you like, look at my, yeah. like my stuff is all to help other web developers. Exactly. That's what, and yeah. I'm a web development company. Exactly. So it yeah. doesn't really make sense. Uh, I'm trying to like infuse more entrepreneurship stuff. Cause I feel like I'm an entrepreneur before a web developer. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, you know what I'm, I think about it sometimes the number I'm like 3000 something. It's like, it's a huge number. Yeah. If I compare myself with like, what are these big vloggers? It's nothing. But I mean, to have 3000 something real people, uh, it's amazing yeah. sometimes. When you think, think about, about like, it, imagine yeah. 3000 people in here right now, like yeah. that's a lot. <laughs> I had one guy who was at the airport and I was with my wife and kids. We were going to the Bahamas and a web developer came up to me and he was like shaking. Yeah. He's like, are you Chris from the <laughs> nerds world? I'm like, yeah. He's like, can I take a picture with you? And I'm like, hey. what the? What kind of, what's, what's happening in this world? He's like, celebrity. he's like, we have a web development company in Oshawa and my boss makes us gather around and yeah. watch every new web development YouTube that you put. Nice. He's like, he'll never reach out to you, but I'm going to take a picture and show him. Uh, and I want to say thank you. And I'm like, like as a human being, what more do you want than one person to come up and say thank you, right? Yeah. So I, I, I love the opportunity and YouTube. It's a lot of fun and it's motivational for me. I'll shoot a video on something and I'll get into it. Cause I just start freestyling and just start yeah. talking and ideas come to me when I'm done the video, I'm making notes saying, Oh, tomorrow I have to do this. The, this, like and the this next and one. This. So yeah. I'm actually teaching and motivating myself along the along way. way. Nice. So yeah, with that, like even like with, with making videos, so you're just going sometimes off of just like an idea you have and just go yeah. with it. You're I vent, not, like yeah. something's during the day, something will upset me or motivate me or something. I just think, I should share with the world. So that's, yeah, that's sort of my, the igniting switch in it. And then there's one thing I want to talk about. One last thing was the, uh, I, I listened to the video on YouTube, the one with the, uh, the clients. And I just loved how you closed that sale. The one, the one where, uh, they, it was kind of, I think it was a pitch for three people who were in the running and then you got, uh, I think they chose someone else, but yep. then you kept following up yep. that tenacity you have. And it's not the way you described in the video, um, it didn't seem, and if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, go to the Nerds World on YouTube right now and watch the video. It's called, it's called like a forty-seven thousand dollar Hail Mary or Hail something. Mary, like yes, that. yeah. that's what it was. Yeah. And like the way you described it, like the way you approach a client again, and again, it, it wasn't like annoying. Like it was yeah. like, a, how do you straddle that line? Is that line of like understanding the client, just understanding humans in general, and just being a per, like a people person? Like, how do you know? I think so. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. Like in business, I feel like I'm the ultimate people person. Yeah. In real life, I'm so far from this. Yeah. Like if you and I were sitting at a dinner table with a few other strangers, I would not, I would, my head would be down. Like would you say you're, it's you're not more of an introvert? My, yeah, bit, absolutely. Yeah? What's your sign? I'm Libra. That's your Libra? Okay. Yeah. But if it's not like a subject like entrepreneurship. Yeah. I have nothing to talk about. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. watch football. I don't know what the baseball game is. Like, I don't watch that stuff. My excitement is watching a documentary on a startup company that's successful. Um, I, it's, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what to say. Yeah. Uh, that, that's, that's me. Mm -hmm. You just know people in general. Like you're just, yeah, you just like, connect with people with that. Like that. I think it's so important. Mm -hmm. Like if I were to write down five things that are important, that, that is so important. But like, how do you teach somebody to do it? I think it's just through experience. Yes. Uh, okay. I don't feel bad. Like I'm a sore loser. I just hate losing. So when I lose a contract, which happens every day, like I, sh I do so many presentations, there's certain ones that I feel like I was almost there. Like there was a good connection. They were smiling. They were nodding. I didn't get the deal. I'm not done. I'm, I'm not going to quit. I'll follow back. I'm like, that's, that's just my personality. And does it work sometime? Absolutely. A lot of the time it doesn't. But the reason I shot that video is because it happened that day and it was $50,000 I wouldn't have got if I didn't send like two or three extra follow-up emails. So nice. it just shows persistence. Yeah. And listen, even if I didn't get the job, it happens all the time where like two years later they say, well, now I need you for something else. That's and you, you came to mind because you were persistent. Yeah, you're present. So. Nice. That, that's my style. So how important do you think, uh, how much, how much does relationships play a game? Like in the, like I know in like a creative world in general, but even in the world of web development too, like how much. It depends on what kind of relationships. Well, I, I guess that's a, the question I'm asking because I don't like this. It's a total different world as well. Right. So like, yep. how does this like, like, I guess 
anyone listening that is a web developer will probably understand what yeah. I mean. But like, is it a world where it's like you get clients, like again, clients can come word of mouth. They can come with the SEO and things yeah. of that. But are things like, again, like that pitch, let's say that pitch was more like somebody kind of just had someone in mind because they had a personal relationship with them. Yeah. Like, do you think Absolutely. that plays it's a huge. big part? It's yeah. huge. And that's something I think I learned along the way. So a lot of our bigger clients right now, we never talk directly to the client. We don't make the sale. There's a medium person, like a like an ad agency, some very big companies in Toronto that that play with a lot of the big, oh yeah, uh, you know, ads and and whatnot. They're not doers; they're creators. They come up with ideas, and they're looking for somebody to white label the work. Uh, um, so, I mean, for example, if you're looking to do, and I'm using a horrible example, but wedding videography, photography, and you're not great at sales, befriend all the wedding planners, right? Like, and and not just be friends with them. Make sure they understand it's a business for them. Mm -hmm. I'm all like I'm a strong believer in paying people yeah. for the money I'm making. So I absolutely have people in the industry that are very high up, and I'll be straightforward. You bring me onto a project, I'm going to give you 10% cash. It's yours. Don't ask me no questions. You bring me a hundred thousand dollar deal, I'll have ten thousand dollars cash, and people absolutely make it happen. I'm still making a good profit, but I'm keeping a relationship, and not not just a financial relationship. There's people that don't want the money because. Yeah. They just don't want the money. They want to make sure the project goes to the most capable person True. because they have to put their name on it. Yeah. But I mean, partnering up with other people in your industry um, that are not specifically in your industry, but that are looking for the talent that you provide is huge. And following up with them as well. It's not just having them like knowing them. Yeah. It's like calling them. Exactly. Call, hey, like, do you have any work for me? Yeah. I'm ready to work. I'm hungry. Perfect. So, so it's huge. like finding those people that are like parallels or adjacent yeah. to you that have pretty much the same common goal, yeah. but like they're just in a different lane. I love that. You guys need to write that down. All right. There's gems. There's been so many gems in this. Chris, I want to ask, uh, leave everyone with like one last thing, one word of any type of wisdom you want to say. It could be something you've learned in the past. It could be anything. Um, what would you say just to people right now starting their businesses in their business? Yeah, do it. Uh, and, and, be honest with yourself and your customer. Uh, there are absolutely businesses that should quit what they're doing right away today, uh, but they're persistent and, and stubborn at certain points. Um, there are companies that come out of it and are successful, but you might not be doing what you're meant to be doing in life, right? Like when I was selling t-shirts online, I was making really good money. Why did I just stop one day? I knew that's not what I was meant here to do. I was supposed to learn along the way, but that's not, and the only way I would find what I was meant to do is to stop doing it. So there are absolutely businesses. We can walk down the street, any direction right now where you'll see some angry, depressed business owner that's just been there 30 years and they're just getting by and they're angry at the world. Don't be that person. But if you really feel like you have a talent in whatever it is and your talent's going to grow, right? You don't have to be the best videographer or photographer on the planet right now. You'll never be. If you know you're going to be passionate and you want to continue to learn about, you're going to get better. So that's not what I'm concerned with. Um, but I mean, just if you're really gifted and you're passionate and you want to do it, just do it. Just don't stop. Like never stop. And even when you're doing really well, yeah. don't stop. That's the time when you can really, you can really shine because I think everybody tells you the same two things, like find something that you're happy with and, and just, just, do it. Yeah. Right. But now that I've done it and I'm like, I'm really feeling it. I, the reason I'm doing this YouTube channel is to share with the world. Like if I can do it, like this 51% student with no money backing at all, no real education, if I can do it, then literally anybody in the world can do it. Just be stubborn and, and just keep moving forward and, and learning. And I guess that's it. Nice. Thank you. All right. So just let them know where they can find you at if they want to. Yeah. Find my company at. name is a nerds world. So we have three physical locations in Toronto. Uh, I guess you can just Google a nerds world or a specific YouTube is what we touched upon today. So it's just a nerds world. All right, dope. All right, Chris, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I know you guys probably got many, many gems from that. Make sure you're writing it down. Make sure you go back and you study that. Make sure you check Chris out at A Nerds World. If you guys need a website out there, you guys know where to go. A Nerds World. All right, yo, this has been another episode of Secret Filmmaker Society Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Tubbs, and we are out.